true crime podcast where best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian, and with me is Willow. Hello. Hello. Hi. Things are... Thingin'. Things. They're better, I they're think. Mm-hmm. They're not on fire. Thingin' things. Mm-hmm. Things be thingin'. <laughs> and that's fine. That's what we expect them to do. I hope y'all are doing okay and enjoying your life and not having a mental breakdown. I am. It's fine. We can do it together. Yay. Yeah. So today's case is continuing with our missing like our vanished theme Mm -hmm. this month. And this case is just kind of horrifying and heartbreaking and mind boggling. Carly Gousset was 16 years old when she went missing in 2018. And there haven't really been any significant leads in her case ever. Hmm. This case went viral at the time, largely due to her stepmother posting live videos in the days and weeks following her disappearance However, it was really more about the stepmother's behavior, which many found suspicious. While I will delve into a couple theories, I just do want to keep the focus on Carly. Trigger warnings and content warnings for this episode are drug use and mental health issues. And we will really be talking about mental health and really actually delving into drugs pretty hard too. So if these things bother you, then that is this is definitely not the episode for you. Carly was born on May 13th, 2002 to Zach Gusset and Lindsay Fairley. When Carly was two, her parents divorced and Carly stayed with her mother, Lindsay, most of the time and for most of her life. Uh, two years. I mean, okay, so here's the issue is that just like I find, like you think there'd be more information available on a modern case, but when you have an active investigation and this is considered an active investigation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not all of the details will be made available to the public. Mm -hmm. And I really have seen conflicting reports of her living with her dad much sooner to where it was just actually a couple months before she disappeared to a couple years. So I'm not real sure. I just want to say that I've looked and unless it comes from an official source, I'm just going to go with the one I see the most often. Right. And I will say that a lot of times in research, if the case isn't, if the case is less than 15 to 20 years ago, most of the time we're not going to find that much information again, because it's so active and like, a lot of times there's just not that like close knit family information when it's yeah. so fresh. Um, I do think if it is a solved case, the, oh, absolutely. we'll have all yeah. the information. Yeah, 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 for sure. But if it's an, uh, an open missing persons case, yeah. they need to keep stuff unless they, they have to, especially certain need. details. Yeah. And I don't blame the police for this. However, once again, I think police fuckered this one up. What a surprise. Two years after the divorce, Zach remarried a woman named Melissa. Zach and Melissa had some kids of their own. And again, I don't know the names and ages, and that's not really important to this case. Now, sources to confirm some of this information are scarce, like I said, but at either five or six, Carly went to live with her dad and her stepmother, Melissa, full time after Katie's mother decided to move to Nevada. Carly was settled in a school and Lindsay didn't want her life disrupted. So it was decided that Carly should remain in California and live with her father. And she lived in Bishop. 
And uh, they actually did move, like Zach and Melissa and Carly and their kids. They moved about 20 minutes outside of Bishop. I do not know the name of the town because I don't even know if it's a town. It might be a situation like Holiday Island where we live, which wasn't a town until 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of just an in the middle of nowhere place. However, she still went to the same high school. She was just 20 minutes further away. That happens a lot in rural areas. Well, it gets brought up in this case Mm -hmm. that she was unhappy with the move. No, she she just didn't care. She didn't really care that much. Katie Carly, excuse me, attended Bishop Union High School. Carly had lots of friends and was dating a boy named Donald, and everything seemed to be going well in her life. Her father and stepmother were planning, like I said, to move, and then they did over the course of that year. And, I don't know, she still got to see her friends and boyfriends. She was good. Now, Carly was described by friends as quiet and introverted until she got to know you. And then she came out of her shell. She was fun and bubbly when she was your friend. Her mother, Lindsay, said that Carly was nurturing and kind, often putting the feelings of others ahead of her own. And in typical teenage fashion, Carly had gotten into a little trouble at school right before her disappearance. Her stepmother, Melissa, stated that she'd gotten caught smoking weed at school. This got her suspended and sent to mandatory mandatory counseling at school that's nothing that bad y'all i'm sorry i just don't think a teenage girl smoking some weed is that big of a deal i think it's almost every single teenage teenager out there yeah yeah now um i have goody two shoes Kids. My kid is currently in trouble <laughs> for smoking, <laughs> for weed, smoking at weed at school. Well, having it on him, and I was the same way. I was, yeah. I was in the smoking section at school uh-huh. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, I was horrible, horrible little demon. Monster. Same. Now I'm sure all my kids have tried it now, but while they were in school, absolutely not. They're just weirdos. Like yeah. I, that did not come from yeah. me because I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> But yeah, we all got into, up to some shenanigans in high school, That's even if it wasn't totally weed. normal around this time. Carly's grades had also started, started to slip and I don't want to speculate too much, but she may have been struggling with mental health or the weed smoke and killed her motivation. Cause it can fucking do that. Or you're just a teenager and you don't fucking care about school and her boyfriend and having, yeah, kids. yeah. Either way, she was acting up a little bit, but like she's 16, it wasn't that big of a deal. One thing to put in here before we move on. Lindsay, Carly's mother, was not informed about the problems Carly was having in school until after she went missing. And I find this gross and odd. Maybe Lindsay and the stepmother didn't get along well. I don't know. But I just want to throw that out there. I feel like the way the mother has been treated in all this was real shitty, even before Carly went missing. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to get into the official timeline mm-hmm. right away. It was the morning of October 13th, 2018. Melissa, the stepmother, woke around 7.15 and found a.m. and found that Carly was missing from the family home. From 7.15 to approximately 7.38 a.m., Melissa and Zach, Carly's father, drove around in their car looking for Carly. But they kind of lived in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by desert. They didn't find her or any trace of her. At around 9.30 a.m., Carly was reported missing to the police, and it was actually specifically 9.35 a.m. Police arrived sometime before 10 a.m. to search the Gousset home. Carly had left behind 
all of her belongings, including her cell phone and purse. There was no sign of forced entry. It would be unusual for Carly to go anywhere without her cell phone, although that is up for debate, and we will talk about that towards the end of this episode. Mm. Police went through her cell phone and found no clues, nothing stating she wanted to run away or anything like that. She also left behind all of her money and her glasses. If she were going to run away, these would be the things she'd take with her. Ground, air, canine, and equine searches began almost immediately. The searches went on for about a week, and literally nothing was found. Details of Carly's disappearance had not been released to the public at this time. Melissa started reaching out to the press and on Facebook live to share Carly's story and this is where things start to get confusing timelines get sort of muddy and suspicions against the stepmother Melissa really start to grow hmm. it was within 10 hours of Carly vanishing that Melissa took to Facebook live in this first video and I'm going to try and link all of her Facebook lives and you guys should watch them and I want you to look out for the things I've looked out for. I'm going to stop a minute in my notes and just kind of talk about something really quick yeah. that I've taken up as a hobby and that is behavioral analysis of interrogators like interrogating suspects. Mm -hmm. They often talk about a couple things. One is parents of a missing child that is legitimately they had nothing to do with the disappearance do not ever suggest a possibility. For example, when a child goes missing, they say, help me, I can't find my baby. Yeah. Help me, my child is lost. Yeah. They don't say, help me, my child was kidnapped, unless they actually witnessed the kidnapping. Or they have a ransom note. Or they have a ransom note. Or there's note. some sort of sign of break-in. Exactly. Or struggle or something. And, and even then, a lot of times, yeah. parents of missing children will not say that because it's they don't want that to be true. Yes. You'll try and think of any other reason yes. other than a stranger who means to harm your baby has your kid. Yes. And so when I see and when other when interrogators see this being pushed like Summer Wells case, they immediately said she was kidnapped. I'm not sure if I were in their situation that I would think that myself. I would think my baby ran off into the woods. Because that's the most likely right. scenario. Right. What I might think kidnapping later, if no trace of my child was found anywhere near my home, then I would think kidnapping. But I would only think kidnapping if there was a sign of another person. Yes. Foot, footprints outside my baby's door or bedroom window or, or something. Weird, my or... neighbor told me a weird car was out in front yes, of my house. Yes, there would have to be something but indicating that. In the absence of those things, parents of missing children do not say, help, my baby's been kidnapped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that is exactly what Melissa said right away. I'm just pointing that out. Just pointing that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... It was within, like, and I also found it weird she's going on Facebook Live within 10 hours. Usually the cops have to tell the parents, like, go to the press, go to the press, go yeah. to the press. And they were telling Melissa to shut up. Yeah. Um, she states that she, in these Facebook Lives, that she believed Carly went missing at 6.30 a.m. And the last time she'd spoken to her was about 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m. She then goes on to thank the police and the various search and rescue. When I say thank, she's been like a minute and a half thanking people. Another thing that behaviorists inter interrogations or it just them talking to the press, whenever they're talking, yeah. will pick up on is that people 
who are scared for a loved one aren't polite. You're not thanking the police. You're not saying please. You're saying now. Find them. Help me. Yeah. There's something really off about somebody taking that much time in a supposed very distraught mental state to only 10 hours after she's vanished to be sitting there going through a long list of people to think like you're at the fucking Oscars and you won. I was about to say that's what it sounds like. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying she harmed Carly. I'm saying she's not telling the truth about the circumstances of her disappearance. Because her actions... And, and the, way the that thing she is, speaks. I don't even need to say allegedly on this one. Yeah. Later, she is caught lying. And we'll yeah. get to that in just a second. But I just wanted to point these little things Nuances. out. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. I just find it odd. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, to me, if you lost your teenage child, would you just t- take the time to thank law enforcement within the first 24 I hours? I wouldn't take time for nothing. No, I don't think I could even think straight. No. Yeah, I just mm, I maybe don't know. maybe once they were found, I would thank them. And it's only at the end of the video that Melissa finally shows Katie's picture and gives her description. Are you serious? Yeah, that would be the very first I'd thing out of it, my mouth. Yeah, it. and you know they didn't have a recent picture of her available, and I thought that was strange. It was like a year old. She's a teenager. Just go on her phone, man, and print yeah, one of them out. She yeah. probably got go on her Facebook. Yeah, you know, always take one of their profile photos. That's the one they like the most. Don't take <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, nine days then go by with no leads or clues. Melissa then decides to put up another Facebook live. In this, she says she will give information that the police have cleared to release and this Mm -hmm. is acceptable that she didn't give this information first does not bother me the police told her not to she wants them to find carly i get that the facebook live in addition to various media appearances have caused quite the stir and are subject to debate today on the night of friday october 12th carly had gone to her high school's football game with some friends around 8 p.m that night melissa texted or called carly and asked if she needed a ride home and carly said no Donald, the boyfriend, was going to bring her home after the game. Melissa didn't note any strange behavior from Carly at this point. Melissa received a phone call from Carly at approximately 8.30, only 30 minutes later. She was very upset, clearly distressed, and even scared. Now, there are several versions of this phone call floating around. Melissa has changed a few details here and there, but I will try to piece together what happened past this point. What actually happened or what she said? What I believe happened. Okay, okay, gotcha. And gotcha. in addition to what, because since there's so many different versions of this, yeah. this just I just picked the one that seemed the most logical. Yeah, yeah. Melissa said that Carly sounded upset and wanted her, Melissa, to come get her right away. Carly wasn't at the high school, but at the Highlands RV park. Carly seemed scared. Other versions say that during this phone call, Carly was running down a dark street about a mile away from Highland RV Park. Melissa then said she immediately drove to the Highland RV Park to pick up Carly, but when she arrived, Carly was nowhere to be found. Either Melissa asked some friends of Carly's who were still there, or Carly really did tell her that she was on Dixon Lane. This would have been that dark road she was running down. Regardless of the exact order of events, Melissa drove to Dixon Lane to find Carly. So to me, all that says is it's pretty simple. She called 
Carly at eight and was like, Hey, do you need a ride? And Carly's like, no, Donald's going to take me home. But then 30 minutes later, she called her stepmom and said, Hey, I want you to come get me right now. I am scared. Things are fucky, you know? Mm-hmm. So she said, I'm in Highland RV park. Otherwise, why would Melissa have gone there first? Right. So Carly ran away from Highland RV park, like to this road, which was not, it was like a couple blocks away. It wasn't that far away from the RV park, mm-hmm. maybe at most a mile. And so it, it makes sense, though Melissa gets it mixed up. I don't think that this is nefarious. I think she just got the order mixed up because she's distraught. Right. Uh, but I believe she first went to Highland RV Park because Carly told her she was there. Carly left there before she arrived, then called her and said, I'm on Dixon Lane. Yeah, she wanted to get out of that situation. Whatever situation it was. Dixon Lane is at the very edge of the town of Bishop, California. Past that street is nothing but desert for miles. I am going to assume, again, like Carly called first, Melissa actually saw a small light bobbing up and down as she drove down the pitch dark road, and it was Carly running, and the light was her cell phone. I don't know why it's so eerie to me. Right. Melissa pulled over, and Carly jumped into the back of the car. She was pale, trembling, and out of breath. Melissa noted that it was clear that Carly was upset and very scared, and her pupils were extremely dilated. The two arrived back at home at approximately 9 p.m. Zach, Carly's dad, had been home since around 6.30, and he claimed he had had several beers after work, and thus doesn't remember much about that night. And here's where I'm done with this dude already. Mm. He's clearly got a drinking problem. We'll see this later. Mm-hmm. He gets arrested in 2021. Um, something stinky. is I believe something stinky happened right around this time when they got home. I think everybody got in a fight, if you want to know my opinion. Do you think that the the drinking claim is just like weaponized incompetence? Like In part. You because know. this dude, if you watch his interviews, were you even... Are you even on this planet? Why are you so spacey, motherfucker? Like, mm. what's going on there? You know yeah. what I mean? It could be he's just upset and doesn't speak well publicly. It could be that he honestly just doesn't remember because he was a bit drunk. But all all around, I just don't like this dude's vibe. Yeah. I just don't like it. This is my gut instinct and allegedly and everything. It's just my opinion. Either once they got home or on the drive to the house, Melissa stated that Carly told her she hadn't really gone to the football game and had gone to hang out and smoke weed with friends. Melissa assumed her odd behavior was just a bad reaction to the weed. Now, I see a lot of debate around this particular point, so I want to talk about it. Yeah. People saying weed can't make you have a psychotic episode. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullfucking shit. I have been that high. You, you've been too high before. It I've is definitely really been too unpleasant. High. Yeah, I, it didn't affect like me mentally necessarily, but physically. Like whenever I eat... Um, uh, edibles, I'll get like like shaky. I and, do like, get act, shaky. I feel like edibles, I'm cold, yeah. but I'm not really. Yeah, and um, really anxious. But that's mentally. Oh yeah, but it yeah. makes a lot of people look. If you're very young, mm-hmm. and 16's very mm-hmm. young, this is about the first time I I was 14. I first smoked weed, and I smoked a lot because I didn't know. Right, and if nothing was happening, I didn't know it took a minute to kick in. So my first time smoking. I was high as balls and I was too high. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what to expect either. And she hadn't been smoking weed a long time, maybe like a month or two. Mm -hmm. And I think she smoked too much. And this can lead to all kinds of, y'all I've hallucinated from weed. Well, and same, 
my first time smoking weed, I hallucinated. Yeah. Um, I thought I saw a, a sheet ghost, like a person in a white sheet. I saw a giant shadow bird. Shadow bird. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying is that but, the paranoia, the yeah. anxiety, I yeah. did feel like somebody was kind of out to get me, that my friends hated me. I started crying. I always thought my friends hated me as soon as I was stoned when I was, yeah. a, when I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, it yeah. doesn't affect me the same way. No, not at all. But when I was a teenager, for sure. But does it? dilate your pupils like that because uh-huh. i've only experienced dilated pupils like on molly and stuff yeah it does it oh, can't in high enough amounts yeah i didn't know that yeah absolutely interesting yeah it affects your eyeballs mm-hmm. um but also something important to note if you have an underlying mental health issue like schizophrenia yeah. let's take yeah. that one for example um because it usually presents itself in teenagers like there are a couple windows where it presents itself. You right, come any time in your and life, and you won't know. She could not know she was schizophrenic, and just had been dealing previously with some intrusive thoughts right. and some other of the behaviors associated with schizophrenia. Like the slipping grades to me is a mm-hmm. big red flag, not for weed, for mental health. And I wonder if it didn't trigger a psychotic episode from an underlying condition. I also start to think about like the sensory things that she might have been feeling being at a party being at a trailer park party so you're in a small container Mm -hmm. with lots of people lots of people talking and especially when you start to disassociate under various mental health issues or even weed or just or yeah just in general but you get that like almost white noise hum of all the people talking at once your joints feel like they're kind of burning and and any type of white noise can trigger psychosis psychosis or other types of illnesses like seeing things or hearing things that can trigger different things she was definitely all of the above as we go more into it but i just want to note that you'll hear a lot of rhetoric around this case that marijuana cannot produce these effects when it fucking a can it doesn't even take that much she's a little thing too she is especially teenagers and especially like i also have to think like teenagers these days do not have the same weed we had when we were teenagers. I told Ooh. my son all about the brick weed and shit we oh, used to have. I was like, yeah, we used to have those big ass trays that we had to like break up huge stems and get seeds the seeds out. Otherwise, stuff. it should give you a headache or it yeah. pop out and hit you. Yeah, I had that uh-huh, many times. Uh-huh. Ruin your whole joint. I was like, I was like, it wasn't yeah. green. It no, that shit green. was brown. It was brown. It weren't or sticky. dark green. It wasn't sticky It was either. dry as hell. There wasn't them crystals And it was the shape of a brick. Literally. Literally. It was that, it was like from Mexico and it was like skunkweed. It was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was cheap, but you had to smoke like that whole brick to get high. Yeah. $30 a quarter and man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I take one hit off of some but like some yeah. kids like weed i'm like oh i need to lay down yeah. <laughs> like edibles today it's like i just wanted to go to target and now i'm in space yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, shit lasts so long so i can only imagine what she was feeling especially there's also that huge like peer pressure when you're in a group of people smoking mm-hmm. they, they keep passing they and keep you're expected passing. to keep hitting it with the group and you don't know if it's creeper or if it's strong so you just keep going because i've been there mm-hmm. and i think all of the above uh it's also possible though i think unlikely given that these were teenagers that this weed was laced um we just covered like not too long ago the cannibal wrapper Yes. PCP can definitely make lurch, you y'all. freak the fuck out, uh, yeah. obviously, and have a psychotic episode. Absolutely. And it and is lo- But I'm just going to say on this one, 
I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just think it was regular weed, and I think she had an underlying condition, and we'll get to the whys of that towards the end. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I have some stuff to back it up. I right. did some digging. But yeah, Melissa didn't think a hospital visit was necessary, and this is where I disagree. If my kid was flipping out that bad and high like that, I'd sit with them for a bit, like about an hour, and if they didn't start sobering up, it's ER time. It's ER time. But, you know, it's like so many parents, I know my parents would be this way. I know it. Um, My adopted parents would have definitely. Let you sober up at home. No. Well, yeah, but they would have had a big fit. It would have been a fight. Me being high in any way would have been a knockout, drag out fucking fight. She had just gotten in trouble for it at school. So, And they seemed pretty... And that's like, normal parenting. Yeah. That's like textbook normal parenting. They seemed pretty up her butt, too. She worked with Melissa at an insurance agency. Oh. So I don't know if they were close or if they were forced close. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, mm, I mean, all the family pictures look like they just loved each other. But there is just something cold about the way Melissa acts that I just doesn't vibe with me. Mm-hmm. And again, this is all alleged and my opinion. Okay, and as always, I say in these cases, especially where the families are active on social media still, don't you do it. Don't go on nobody's page and say some shit. Yeah, absolutely. You are no true detective Mm -hmm. and neither am I. And and we have no business speaking to them. No, that is disgusting behavior, whether they did anything or not. Yeah. So you shut up and then we shut up and that's just all there is to it. Because how many times have I heard about like a podcast getting a family harassed? Right. That our fans are better than that yeah. shit. We know better. Just mm-hmm. saying. We can bitch to each other about it in Discord later. But I'm sorry if after an hour my kid was still like really paranoid, thinking everybody was out to get them and like Absolutely. freaking the fuck out. Absolutely. I would take them to the ER. Yeah. That's not normal for yeah. weed. I would think this is a psychotic episode yeah. or this weed was laced with something. I don't know. Either way, we're going to go to Dr. Town. They'll give you a little button to push and it'll be okay. They'll, it'll be okay. Yeah. They give you the. They'll flush it out your system. Yeah. And here's the thing. Hindsight's twenty twenty, so I'm not going to give her too much shit on that one. Right. Now, in the Facebook Live, Melissa sounds like she's crying, but y'all saw no tears. Ooh, that creeps me the fuck out. I find her Facebook Lives very, very weird, and her page of Bring uh, Carly Home, which I'll link. Y'all, I, I'm linking it so you can look at it. Do not comment unless it's a heart react. That's all you get to do. But I will link it. But it's weird, too. Mm. And you'll see what I mean. It gives out like weird MLM vibes. And I don't know why it's it's just icky. I don't like it. Seems attention seeking, too. Yeah, it does a bit. It does a bit. Now, Melissa says that the reason she didn't come forth with this information was twofold. One, the FBI and the police told her to sit on it for a minute. In case it spooked any witnesses, you know, or Mm -hmm. anybody who could, would be responsible for her disappearance. And the other part was that she feared people would judge Carly really harshly. Who? Bitch, who? About the party? About the weed. Oh, my Jesus. No, but she's 16. We'd be like, okay, we all smoke weed. I understand. Sounds like she had a bad time. Yeah. I wouldn't judge her. I just feel sorry for her. Yeah. If, if somebody's out there petty and I don't know, I ain't worrying about judgments. When my child is missing, you can think I'm a sh- shit and you a can think they're a shit. Percent. Just find them. Yeah. The idea that you'd be worried about your image or the child's image is ludicrous to me and disgusting. Because somebody, I mean, and if I was the parent, somebody at that party may know something. Somebody at that party Bingo. may have some sort of information. Bingo. 
I'm going to tell the truth. Yes. Even if it's embarrassing. Even every, if I shit my every, pants and it's on video. I don't care. Get it right. out there. If it's pertinent to the case and it can help bring my child home. I'll show my whole ass. Yeah. I don't get it. But I know people are like this. Yeah. I know that there are people like this where the image of the family is so important. Blah, blah, barf. Yeah. yeah. In this live, Melissa leaves out some of the key details of the story. But here's what we now know. When Carly got home, she was still just as scared. She was terrified. Melissa says in the live that the last text she sent to Carly was around 5.48 a.m. So Carly had been freaking out for hours by this point with no sign of coming down. If it were just weed, she'd have been fine like in a couple hours tops. No matter what the drug. Yeah. Just about other than maybe acid. Or mushrooms. Or mushrooms. She, she could have eaten mushrooms at the party. No, everyone said that it was only weed. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 It's just weed. Yeah. But, like... Usually people don't eat mushrooms alone. To me, it was clear she was having a mental health episode. Yeah. And needed immediate care. Carly was jumping from seat to seat in the back of the car, unable to sit still. When she arrived home, she went from fearing her stepmother and father that they were trying to kill her to being thankful for Melissa bringing her home. She asked Melissa to paint her toenails, then flipped out when Melissa tried to help Carly sober up by offering her food. Melissa offered her a protein bar and a salad, both of which she refused. She said the salad was the devil's lettuce. <laughs> and while that may sound funny, sorry, it's clear she's having a moment. Yeah. Like she's not right. She's yeah. not right. She said it not ironically or funny, but scared, like oh, really honey. scared. Poor baby. Carly also started speaking in religious terms, and this was not like her. She was talking about demons and heaven and hell. Carly begged her parents to take her to church and to pray with her. Zach and Melissa didn't really know what to do, so they tried to get Carly to go to bed. And I think this is where they fucked up. I think this is where they fucked up. If this is really all they did. Mm. Carly wanted Melissa to sleep in the bed with her because she was so scared. Melissa agreed, and she watched a movie with Carly, and they just hung out. Carly, according to Melissa, started writing something down kind of frantically on a piece of paper. Put a pen in that. Around 3 a.m., Melissa said that she fell asleep, and when she woke up around 5.45 a.m., she saw Carly laying in bed, but her eyes were wide open, and she was just staring. Baby. I know, this really hurts, because, like, I just think she needed help. Yeah. Melissa has said she talked to Carly at this time and also texted her. And I find that fucking weird. If you're why? laying in bed next to somebody, yeah. talking to them, why are you texting them too? That's okay? very strange. Strange. Never have I ever. I mean, I might have sent a video to somebody I'm sitting next to. Like, hey, to, look but... at this dumb shit. But yeah. I don't think that was it. No. Maybe she did cover her ass. Yeah. To give a timeline. Allegedly. Um, this would be the last time anyone would ever speak to Carly again in any mm -hmm. capacity that we know of. Mm -hmm. When Melissa woke up, Carly was gone. And she woke up in that room? In that room. Allegedly? Allegedly. Uh, you couldn't have paid me to go to sleep. Couldn't have paid me! Mm -mm. Calm down. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys can see I've been hard on Melissa in particular in this episode. And the reason for my stanky attitude is the Dateline interview that Melissa gave shortly after Carly's disappearance. She completely changed her story on that interview. And you can't find it anywhere now. Oh. In fact, I haven't seen it. But oh. I know about it because I watched the Dr. Phil episode that you can still watch with the parents, including Lindsay, Carly's mom, Melissa, and Zach. 
in which he asks her straight up, like, mm. why'd you change your story? Like, I don't like a Dr. Philip. I think he's a piece of shit. A Dr. Philip. I call him a Dr. Philip. If you want to learn more about why Dr. Phil is such a giant, like, human turd, I recommend Behind the Bastards yeah. episode on him. He is an exploitive loser person and i hope loser that person he is yeeted into the sun a loser person he'll go to hell when he dies that's the nicest way to put it i'm trying to be good mm-hmm. so zach melissa and Lindsay all appeared on the dr phil show a short time after carly went missing and it's here that i was made aware of the dateline interview you can't find anymore dr phil questioned melissa as to why she changed her story now here's the story that she gave on dateline Melissa claimed to have woken up at 5.45 a.m. to do her typical early morning routine. She never mentioned waking up in Carly's bed or seeing her wide awake. Melissa woke up her other children to get them ready for the day and mentioned opening Carly's door and seeing her in bed. This is vastly different from the story she gave the Facebook Live and the police. She said then she went back to bed and slept until 7.30, and when she woke up at that time, Carly was gone. And that shit makes no fucking sense. Why would you wake the fuck your kids the fuck up and then go back to bed? Them little shit's just going to run around your house and ruin your life. Doesn't make I mean, any sense. she's 16. She had other oh, children. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. She's younger forgot, children. Forgot, forgot, yeah. yeah. Why didn't she mention carly freaking out and why didn't she mention the weed why didn't she say she slept with carly that night because the 16 year old was so scared the whole thing stinks Mm -hmm. on her facebook live she said if carly had left she would have noticed because one she was in bed with her and two her door was open in the dateline interview she said that carly's bedroom door was shut the entire time so which the fuck is it and why are the stories so goddamn different Stinky. Stinky. Dr. Phil asked Melissa about the discrepancies, and she admitted that she lied on the Dateline interview because she didn't know what to say, and then blah, blah, blah about the weed being embarrassing again. I'm sorry. Fuck her feelings. Mm -hmm. Fuck your feelings. This is your kid. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? And it's Dateline. Like, nobody's talked about smoking weed on Dateline. Fuck you. It's Dateline. Dateline. That is the best chance you have got to get the word out about your kid's story. Exactly. Why are you lying, you dense, dense, turd person and had had it taken down so then the story didn't even dateline took it down because she lied Uh, and it was just gonna muddy up the waters when we want to find carly that's the gotcha gotcha i thought maybe it was like a cease and desist or something Hmm. it was a worthless interview it was all made up there's also the fact that melissa and zach waited until 9 a.m to call police and to inform Lindsay. Why did they wait? They claim to have looked for Carly on their own for two hours. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I would have looked for all of 10 minutes and talked to the police. Like I would have sent, I would have made Maris call the police and I'd be out looking. Yeah. There's two of you bitches. Yeah. You're not making any sense. Also, why wasn't the mother called immediately? I'd be on the phone to mama ASAP. Yeah. Like as soon as I caught my breath, I would be like, she ain't here. I don't know where she yeah. is. We're looking. We're going to yeah. call. And in fact, Lindsay had to tell Zach, her ex-husband, to call police. This is bad radio. I'm sorry. My mouth was Her mouth agape. was hanging open like she's trying to catch flies. Yeah. Holy Why, fuck. why, why? Case infuriates me. So now I will share some facts about this case and some witness accounts of Katie on October 13th. And we're just going to go. A guy chopping wood in the morning apparently saw her walking behind a barbed wire fence. 
The Charlie Project stated the last text she sent her boyfriend, Donald, said she thinks that the weed was laced. That was the last text she sent. And to me, this is important as it's been a huge topic of discussion. And I was not aware that Carly herself thought it was laced. Mm. So I found that interesting. Carly had had adverse reactions to weed in the past, according to friends and her boyfriend. This is important information. If the weed wasn't laced, Carly may have had an underlying mental health issue that it exacerbated. Right. Which is what I think. Carly's friends stated she was having episodes in the days leading up to her disappearance while sober and was afraid that someone was tracking her on her phone. This is clearly paranoid behavior. This is why she left her phone. This is why she left her phone. Oh, honey. She's terrified. Yeah. She was scared of it. Yeah. That's why she left it. And that's why she didn't say much on it. Exactly. Because she was too scared. Carly was recently dealing with the ramifications of being suspended from school due to smoking weed. Carly attended counseling for this, and her parents state these counseling papers may have been the papers she was carrying when she left because those were missing. Though it was also stated Carly wrote a long paper the night before, the contents of which have not been revealed to the public and has not been mentioned as either being located or missing. Yeah, she was writing before Mm -hmm. she left. Mm -hmm. One witness was a man chopping wood, like I said, and he told Melissa he had seen someone who looked like Carly at the corner of Highway 6, around a mile away from her family home, mysteriously standing on the inside of a barbed wire fence around 7 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Witness Richard Eddy was sipping coffee in his jacuzzi when he thought he saw Carly. She was looking up, looking at the sky, with a piece of paper in her hands, and it was kind of unusual... We don't have a lot of kids out walking because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere in the desert. Right. Her boyfriend expressed how paranoid Carly was the night before. He stated that they did not smoke weed at a party, but at his friend's house. He stated she became so paranoid. He tried to hold her, but she bit him on the side and pushed him away to escape and actually ran away. That's why she ran away. Right. The guy who gave her the weed was later arrested and put in prison for this. And the weed was not laced, according to him. And Prison. The I think that's a bit fucking much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had those moments, especially as a teenager, just with the idea that weed could be laced. Yes. Because I didn't know that was a thing. And I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know. Well, the what first it, time I smoked laced be. weed, I was with some friends and it was laced with Coke. And I thought my heart was going to explode. I really freaked out. Almost called an ambulance. I was 18. Yeah. I can understand if this was really freaking her out. Right. Even if it's just, just regular Just weed. the idea that the it idea could be that, laced yeah. can place that in your mind as a placebo effect. you can effect. start having weird symptoms. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, your anxiety is making your heart go. Yes. You know, you get me. And then you're overthinking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Carly's father was arrested for the felony of corporal injury to a spouse in February of 2021. And was let out on a $50,000 bond. That is a huge bond. Jesus. Corporal injury to a spouse is vague, but it means he inflicted some sort of injury on, on his wife, his, on Melissa. Yeah. Few details are available about this, and it may be, I don't know. I just think it's in, it's in tell, telling him what the home life was like. I think he had a drinking problem. Yeah. If you're so drunk after work, you can't remember the last night your daughter was around before she went missing. I think you need to get into some treatment, buddy. Right. I'm not Especially judging. if you're swinging on your wife. You're a wife beater and I'm not into you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last update on this case was from October, 2023. 
An anonymous, at least to the public anyway, witness came forward to police saying they saw Carly at a party 100 miles away in New Mexico shortly after she disappeared. And there is also a vehicle in police possession that they are investigating in relation to this case. So what are the theories? Well, there's a, f there's a few. There's four, but I'm going to add a fifth. Okay. What I think happened. Okay. Okay, theory one, the stepmother and father killed her. And I think this is hogwash. I do not believe they killed her. There would be evidence. There would be. Although police did a fuck job, a bad job mm -hmm. of invest. They didn't even take her sheets to process them. Really? No, they should have. That's strange. So we don't know if she was killed in the house or not because police didn't really investigate it. Right. They looked in her room a little bit and that was it. Now, do I think they killed her? No. I really, I don't. No. I just don't. Especially since she was spotted afterwards. A lot of people think they just spotted uh, Melissa wandering around looking for her. Oh. Because they, they looked similar, even though they weren't related. They were both slim, small, and And from a distance. Hair. And from a distance, she could look like a girl, young oh. girl. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Theory number two, Carly OD'd at home and the stepmother and father disposed of her body. Maybe. Don't think so. I think they would have called 911. Do you think she would be taking other drugs? No. Okay. No, and don't. she wasn't prescribed anything? No. Okay. That we know of. Okay. Because I, as a teenager, I was on various types of SSRIs and I remember overdosing on purpose and having these types of delusions and mm -hmm. anxiety and thinking that like demons on... were after me. Now and stuff. we don't know. This is all the av available information. Right. I mean, kids have a lot of pills. Like you can get pills very easily. I, as I mean, a, a lot of people said OD'd or, you know, self-harmed. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I just don't. That was not her delusion. Wasn't hurting yeah. herself. She wanted to get away from people she thought was going to hurt scared. her. She yeah. was scared. Theory three. Carly wandered out of the house and was kidnapped. Absolutely. No. There's nobody there around there. It'd be the same if I wandered outside of my house. Ain't nobody going to kidnap me out here. I can promise you that. I would think I'd get eaten by a mountain lion before I get kidnapped. Girl, they are close by. Bitches. Mm -hmm. They're that's scary, why I, I carry my Alicia. Alicia made me a keychain. And mm -hmm. that's why I carry mm -hmm. it. Pepper spray. I will fucking kill a mountain lion with my keychain. There's so many things on there. You could kill a mountain lion with it. Could. It does make me feel safe, though. Yeah. And as soon as she's ready and like I we're going to start actually helping her. her build a website, we're going to start because mm -hmm. everybody shit. should be getting them. No, they're number one. They're cute. Number two. It's a bracelet, too. It's a little bracelet, and you can just, you got some pepper spray, you got an alarm, a stabby guy, mm -hmm. a little knifey action. Mm -hmm. You even got a bottle opener, just a in taser. case. A taser. A taser. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to taste mm -hmm. somebody. Mm -hmm. Yes. Theory four. Carly wandered off and died of exposure in the desert, and I do think this is the most likely case, unfortunately. Yeah. It's pretty. And people say, well, how couldn't they find? Y'all don't understand when a, when somebody go missing in the wilderness, it is not as easy as just go find them. Yeah. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And if she'd already passed away. And y'all, it's October. The desert gets butt fuck cold. It like does. Like cold, freezing mm -hmm. as cold. As soon as the sun night. goes down. And you can die of exposure in temperatures of 40 and under. Yep. Yep. Pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And think about the, the buzzards and stuff that will... Yeah, pick and discard just, and, and coyotes and mountain lions mm -hmm. all kinds of things come. and there's brush and stuff too yeah yeah but here's the theory nobody's talking about 
at least I haven't seen it yet, doesn't look. I'm not saying I'm that inventive or anything. But here's what I think really happened. I think it explains the squirrely-ass behavior of her parents as well. I think they brought her home. She's flipping out. And they yell at her. They get in a huge fight about her smoking weed. She just got in trouble at school. And then you're going to come and do this shit again in my house? Dad's drunk, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not Melissa. Maybe she's trying to keep the peace. She doesn't think it's that big of a deal. But he's flipping the fuck out. He's a violent man. And... She is scared and she is upset. Maybe she says, I hate you. And he's like, you know what? Get the fuck out of my house. Or, I mean, maybe it didn't even go that far because the boyfriend was just trying to hold her and calm her down and no, she ran away. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm saying she could have run out. She could have run out or he could have kicked he her out. they kicked her out the house. Say, you know, let her spend the night outside. That'll show her. How many times have parents done that? Because that was a really mm-hmm. big thing with my parents' generation yep. and your parents' generation. Lock the door. If they catch mm-hmm. you sneaking out, lock the door. They don't let you back in. You yeah. have to sleep on the porch. You probably say you can sleep in the garage or you can sleep on the porch. Yeah. But how many times has that happened and then something bad happened to their kid? It's why it's not done anymore. Yeah. Because it's a stupid idea. It is very stupid. It doesn't teach them it's anything. It's negligence at best and it's abuse at worst. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Then, hey, I get it. You feel desperate to control your kid's behavior, but you just got to buckle down and realize you can't control shit. And instead of trying to control things that you don't like, get them help when they're clearly crying out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and what happened. Them. And I, I think them. that's why they lied about it. Yeah. Because they feel responsible yeah. for that shit. That's why anybody lies about something. Yep. But they'll tell the truth in the midst of these lies. Mm -hmm. So I think they did chill for a while. I think they tried to get her to watch a movie, but I think the part where they tried to get her to go to sleep is bullshit. I think they had a big fight. I think she either ran away, like just dashed out the house and Mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, let her fucking run off for a minute, you know? Or they said, get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Don't come home until you're sober. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to get my phone. And they said, no, we pay for that phone. See, because I've just, because that happened to to my oldest actually. right right yeah. so i he came they came to live with me full time right i remember that got night in a fight with their dad and the dad kicked will out with no shoes and no phone i was here i was Which over here just hanging law. out that night that's against the that law terrifying. that's child endangerment yes and abandonment yes and you can go to jail and so they were so worried about her smoking weed they weren't worried about that they were worried about the abandonment and the, exactly. the shit that they yeah. could have caught yep. the charges they could have caught yep. for negligence yeah yep. that's exact i think that makes the most sense i do think she died of exposure i don't think she met with foul play though it is possible there's no way for me to know but with the information that we have available, that is my hypothesis. And until I hear different, that's what I'm sticking with. But I want to know what you guys think. Yeah. I want you to get on Discord. Please come talk to me about this case. It is eating holes in my brain. Yeah. I need to talk about it yeah. some more. There are a few cases we cover where I'm just not done with it after I've done the research and recorded the episode. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I need to talk it out. Yeah, for she sure. She was such a precious kid. And it breaks my heart. And this is why... Like, I'm such a staunch proponent of gentle parenting. Yeah. I do not believe in punishing children. And I get people give me shit for this. I don't give a fuck. Are all three of your kids great? Huh? Huh? Mine are. (laughs) Just saying. Mm -hmm. No, but gentle parenting, no, none of this punishment shit. Yeah. You ask a child, hey, that was an expectation that we had agreed upon. Why can't you reach it? What is preventing you to reach my expectations? How can I help you get there? Do we need to adjust these expectations? What do you need from me? Right. You are in service to that child until they are grown. 
It is your sacred duty to help them become a well-rounded, mm-hmm. healthy adult. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just magically happen overnight whenever they turn from 17 to 18. Nope. You but do not wash your hands on their 18th birthday no, and say, okay, there's the world. Don't fucking do that. That's what happened. I mean, I was 17. It was even worse. Yeah. But like, I had to raise myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do a great job. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is just think about it. The next time you are frustrated with your kid, and you want to remove privileges and you want to punish and punish and punish. You need to sit down and you need to think what it's really saying. Mm-hmm. They're telling you this ain't working. Mm-hmm. And let's sit down together and figure out how we can make it mm-hmm. work. Make an environment where your child knows that you are number one in their corner always, even if they fuck up. And if they fuck up, that you are a safe place to go to. You are safe. You are safe. You're not going to punish them for telling you the mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. You're not going to punish them for being human. You're Instead, not going to punish them. You're going to love them, nurture them, and help them. They need your help. Yeah. You're going to help them right their wrongs. You're going to help them with their mistakes mm-hmm. because that's the thing. If you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. And we need to encourage well, let me ask the ability you this. to if revise you, as, your mistakes. As an adult, make a mistake. Somebody come up to you and smack you? No. Yell in your face? You're not, you no. make them eat their teeth. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So this is not how we treat children. We treat children better than we treat strangers. And I'm not saying baby them. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-mm. But do you do you learn well when someone's screaming in your face? Mm-mm. Do you learn well when someone takes away all your coping mechanisms? Right. No, you don't. Right. You don't even know all the things they're going through because you have made an environment where they cannot tell you. Mm-hmm. And even if you've made an environment where they can tell you, sometimes they can't tell you. They're embarrassed. They're scared. Or they just don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah, they're people. Yeah. They're their own person. They're processing. So, and hey, I'm not, if you have punished your child, look, I used to spank my kids. Mm-hmm. I did before I learned that that was abuse and I quit. But I'm not saying gentle parenting is even for you, but I think gentle parenting would have saved this child's life. A thousand percent. And that's all I'm interested in. I want kids to grow up to be healthy and happy. I feel so sorry for her mother. Like, I don't know what kind of person she was or is, but still... Yeah. Like just not knowing where your kid is and not knowing what happened imagine. the night before, not really understanding what my child went through the moments before she disappeared and somebody else does and somebody else was there and they're not giving the information as to what really happened. Mm-mm. It's just a mess. Mm-mm. <sighs> okay. And before we go, I'm going to see if I can find a link where we can donate some stuff. But recently, I was actually raised in Owasso, Oklahoma, before my family moved to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and then to Tulsa. And so that is my hometown. And in my hometown, a non-binary 16-year-old named um, Next, I'm sorry, I'm going to cry because this sucks, named Next Benedict was beaten to death at school. And the school did not call an ambulance and next died the next day. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. And this is directly a result of all the anti-trans legislation that's going on right now. So if we can't... Didn't call an ambulance? No. As you know, I have a non-binary kid um, who I love more than anything. And this child was artistic and gentle and loved animals. And I would like us to do something as a community, if we can, um, please go vote and vote blue. Um, even if you think Biden is a baby sniffing peepaw, I get it. Same, I agree. same. But we got to protect our kids. Yeah. This should never have happened. 
the kids who did this, they were older, need to go to prison. Yeah. The school administration that allowed this child to suffer without going to the hospital needs to go to prison. And this needs to not happen anymore. It's fucking disgusting. It is vile. And I can't imagine the parents' pain. They loved their kid. Didn't. And next should be here. Next should be here. God damn it. 16 years old. Beautiful baby. I know. I just, I saw the post. I saw their picture. And I didn't even read what happened because I knew the end result. And I could, I'm I'm glad I I heard this information coming from you instead of reading it myself. I try. um, Like, y'all, I don't share all the horrific you know, murders of trans and non-binary and gender fluid people uh, because it would get depressing, but it's every day. But this one hit close to home and just, I just looked at this child and I saw my child in that child Mm -hmm. and it wounded me very badly. So if we can donate, I'm going to be donating uh, 10% of my bonus that I got from work to either Nexus family or to some, you know, LGBTQIA youth. Mm -hmm programs mm-hmm. i will put some links in the comment let's let's do something yeah. let's do the little good that we can and if you have a child that is gender questioning gender fluid trans non-binary or if they're gay or if they're pan or if they're bi or whatever you just you kiss them and you love them extra hard today yeah please yeah they need you to keep them safe because all of the other kids and all the other school districts that are like-minded with those bullies are going to have that ammunition now. They embolden now because the police are trying to say that the beating didn't cause Nexus' death. Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm going to be fair. I don't know all the details. There may have been some self-harm involved. I'm not sure. But But still. But the bullying still resulted in death. Yeah. They beat that child's head against the floor. And I'm pretty sure that self-harm wasn't involved. But I'm just putting out there are many different sides, and I don't we, want to we don't have false the, information. We don't have, like, medical records or anything. No, we don't. But this should not have happened regardless. So let's do some good if we can. And you please share this child's story, because this child should still be here. Yeah. That's all. And I just think of how many beautiful, talented, brilliant, sweet people we've lost to this senseless hatred, ignorance, and violence. And it makes me sick. Because, you know, hey, it's a big queer family over here. Hell yeah. And I look at these Gay people. Gay as hell. And they're the best people I know. Mm-hmm. The best. They saved my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine a world without the minutes they should live in a world where they get to be free to be themselves because they ain't hurting nobody. It shouldn't take this much strength. To just be. To just be yourself. But it it shouldn't be the thing that people look at you and be like, wow, I'm you're so admirable for being I don't want to hear you. that I'm inspiring one more time and Just my husband really doesn't want to hear it. It's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, not, just, a poster, it's not fair. It's, a person. it's not fair that people who are societally normal don't have to strive for their authenticity, but those that break the mold have to really work hard just to be authentically themselves. That's fucking that disgusting. Alone, just doing that alone without all the hate and bigotry and mean-ass comments all the time and danger, just the, the, all the pain that my husband had to endure to, to be more himself, I sat there with him and went through all of it, and it was horrible. The but loss you, of family but you add friends. You add literally, like the fear of death every time you step outside or go to a big city or go places, you know, like my kid, I just want to keep them in the house all the time. I know. 
Because if anybody hurt. They traveled once, and we were all on our the edge of our seat. The no, they're entire doing time. it again. They're going back to visit, and I can't clip their little wings, but I, I just get so scared. And I don't know, y'all. I just just love love your love your queers and don't kill them anymore. Love your queers. Yeah, love them wholeheartedly they need it mm-hmm. so and if hey if you're queer and you're listening to me right now i love I the shit out of love you. you i'm proud of you yeah and we'll get through this somehow. yeah let's not lose anymore right. this year i can't bear it i can't okay business time <laughs> join our patreon join our <laughs> discord buy our merch and if you're listening on youtube please give me a thumbs up a like and a subscribe and leave a comment even if it's just like lillian you're you're annoying i mean i'll delete the comment yeah. but it does help me in the algorithm boost, this shit boost the comment with some some love for next some love oh, yeah let's let next. us all put some love for next in the mm-hmm. comments please let mm-hmm. everybody see it because people want to know who that is then they will google and then we have educated and yes that is important exactly because it is so i love you guys if all you can do to support this podcast is listen thank you it's for you and mm-hmm. we'll see you next time us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Wee